so my my sister just closed on her house right um which for the people listening (laughs) this is coming out like a month after they closed but for my uncle that i know is the only family member who's actually gonna listen to this he's gonna be able to pinpoint the exact day we're recording this oh boy so we just closed on they just closed on thursday and the day of my parents went to their house before we left. Right. I have a black phone and so does my dad. Picked up my phone too when they left the house. So he picked up his phone and my phone. So I call my mom and I'm like, "Does do one of you have my phone? Like I can't find it. My dad goes, no, no. And then he like pats his pockets while he's driving. He's like, oh wait, I do have two phones. And I was like, how am I supposed to get there? Because I'd never been there before. So obviously I don't know how to get there. My mom goes, oh, it's... And gives me the address. And I was like, that does nothing for me. (laughs) Because I don't have the (laughs) GPS on my phone. So I had a map quest at like a Neanderthal how to get there. Wow. Yeah. We're really living in like 2006 right now. Uh, What are you eating? I'm eating home fries. Since this bitch is eating... This bitch is eating dinner in front of me. (sighs) Home fries. Isn't it like... It was breakfast for dinner today. Mmm, that's fun. Love that. Yeah. What are you drinking with home fries then? Oh, I'm drinking banana rum. Of course you are. <laughs> Over ice. I can't drink rum anymore. There are too many bad memories from college with rum. Ooh. Oof. That's tragic. What are you drinking? I am drinking wine. Ooh. Because it's a wine night. It's a lovely Riesling. Has like, or as like my sister likes to call it, a starter wine. I love Riesling, so I take offense to that. Yeah, Riesling is like the beginner, according to her. But like, it's so nice. It is. It's just like a nice, it's a sweet mm, <laughs> chef's kiss. I needed this tonight. Oof, we love that. Yeah, because there was so much paint on the floors. I actually have to send you a picture Oof. of it. Oof. I took a picture of, because as the youngest, my sisters don't listen to me when I'm right. <laughs> and I told my one of my sisters, and neither of them are going to listen to this podcast, so I don't really give a shit if I put them on blast. Um, I told one of my sisters not to put the paint tray on the step stool because I had problems with it the day before and it fell over and made a huge mess. She doesn't listen to me, puts it on the step stool, and then as I'm going to move things around to move to the next wall... I look down and there's paint dripping onto the hardwood. Oh no. Because she wasn't listening to me. Oh no. Ruin. Like it took, ugh. I just sent you a picture of it. It literally, there's parts of the floor that look like a Jackson Pollock painting. Like so gross. Just on my, scooting around on my butt. Just scrubbing the fucking floor. Oh no. That's terrible. Yeah. That's, wow. (laughs) Oh my God. And I'm pretty sure I sweated off like 10 pounds. Hey. Just in that house. Oh boy. Hey. (gasps) Drink to that. <laughs> yeah, but how's your week been since we haven't chatted in a while? Busy, for sure. I have four meetings on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. So that's fun. Sorry, I just felt a little bit. But continue. <laughs> I had four meetings on Tuesday, on this Tuesday, which I am not looking forward to because that's going to take up my whole entire day. And then I've been told I need to take some time off. So I have to figure out when to take time off, even though I don't particularly want to take time off. I feel like I don't need to because what else am I going to (laughs) do? Yeah, but paid time off, like take take paid time off. I know, but what am I going to do with it? Like I just sit at home. Read. I just sit at home anyway. That's all you do anyway. (sighs) Yeah. Catch up on your reading list. Not like you haven't read 30 books this year. (laughs) 
get your Goodreads update. Like. I, yeah, I'm so excited. I finished my my reading goal for the year. My reading goal was 30 books. Snaps. Snaps. And snaps. I finished it yesterday. My 30th book was Anor Elephant. Uh, Oliphant is completely fine, and it was fantastic. Hmm. I've heard good things about that one. It was really good. It was fantastic. But, yeah, I had that, and then... Uh, Another YA. It wasn't a YA, actually. It oh, was, really? Yeah, it was an adult contemporary. I didn't think it would be. Yeah, the um, Eleanor is 30 in the book, so... Oh. Yeah, it was hmm. an unexpected read from me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I... How? I am still finding paint on oh my, my legs. Oh my gosh. When I yeah. scrubbed myself down in the shower. That's going to ch- be I'm... chipping off you for uh, weeks. I'm going to be bleeding paint <sighs> for like two weeks. Don't let it go out your nose. It burns. Not this banana rum. It's like kind of milky. Can you see it? Oh yeah. It has a very milky consistency. You know how people don't like the word moist? Yeah. Yeah. Milky is on Oof. my list. <laughs> oh no. It just, it doesn't, not a fan, not a fan. So other than painting, what have you been doing this week? I picked up a new desk because I'm redecorating my room for when I move into my new room. So I got a new desk that I'm going to be DIYing and changing so that it's to my standard. (laughs) It matches the rest of my furniture and then I have to paint that room. So that's another room I have to paint, but that won't be till the end of the week. So... What color did you paint the uh, desk the desk again? I'm not painting it. Oh, I'm sanding it down. So it's going to be all natural wood, and it's going to match my all natural wood dresser that I sanded down. It's going to be so pretty. So excited. We love. We love. We love making adult <laughs> things with our parents' money, because my mom paid for the desk. <laughs> but I'm painting the fence, so they can come Oh, man. What color are you painting the fence? Just a stain, or...? It's just uh, like a weird brown color that my parents picked. It's just to like do some patchwork because our fence is fucking falling over. Oh, boy. So do you want to introduce us to your uh, book of this of this week? Oh, yeah. Okay. So as we just talked about, I have not been able to sit down for more than five minutes at any given time this week. So I've been doing a lot of audiobooks to supplement not being able to sit down and actually read. And when I heard the cast list for this audio book adaption, <laughs> I had to do it. I had to use my mom's Audible credit to pay for this book. And I got The Sandman by Neil Gaiman. So your initial thoughts based on the name. It reminds me of the, what would you call it? A, a folk tale of the, mm-hmm. the guy who comes and, and helps you to sleep. When you can't fall asleep, but also, like, I don't know why. I've never read anything Neil Gaiman has ever written. He seems like a lovely man. I've never just never gotten around to it. Uh, his books look really good. I mean, Good Omens had David Tennant in it, who I absolutely love. I just have not gotten around to reading, reading any of his books, but they look kind of like they sometimes veer towards the horror genre, so... I also feel like there's probably some horror in the Sandman. It's fantasy. I should have put out, I should have said this from the top, but there is a trigger warning in here. Is there a trigger warning in this part? 
Hi all, it's Francesca just popping in in post to let you guys know that there is in fact a trigger warning on this episode. There are mentions of suicide and sexual assault. I do my very best to tread as lightly as possible as I know that subject is very sensitive for many people, but regardless if that does at all make you uncomfortable, please don't listen to this one and feel free to check out our other episodes as they are released. If not, enjoy this one. So for the Audible adaption... They did an amazing, first of all, they did an amazing job of just doing all of this. It's very much production heavy. So you hear all of the sounds, you hear, you have different actors for different voices and it's very well produced. So the Sandman was originally, I think, comics and they condensed like three volumes of the comics or graphic novels into this one audible session. So I'm only going to be doing four chapters or episodes as they're called. So I'm only going to do part of it and then we'll revisit the others as I finish <laughs> listening to it because I haven't finished listening to it. Wow, we love that. We love inconsistent prep work for this podcast as we take a drink. Okay, so first let me run down this cast list because... Yes, please do. It was... Because I don't remember everyone. So this was actually released in conjunction with dc comics because a lot of dc characters actually appear in later parts of the comics and graphic novels yes they are mentioned in the first part that i'm going to talk about but not actually like in it okay so for the cast list we have james mcavoy we love him we love him as the Sandman. So more, they he's referred to in the book by a bunch of different names. So they call him Dream at one point. They call him Lord Morpheus, and they refer and obviously he's like referred to as like the Sandman by title right. of the book. For consistency's sake and for my personal preference, making my life easier. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him the Sandman because it's just easier. Even if they never directly call him the Sandman in the books. So James McAvoy plays Morpheus, the Sandman. Michael Sheen. No way. Plays Lucifer. Yeah. Wow. Isn't he in Good Omens too? I think so. Which is so funny because he's an angel in Good Omens, but he plays Lucifer. Oh my this. god. Oh my huh. lord. We have my short king. I don't know if he's actually that short. Oh. Oh boy. But Taron Egerton. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love him. So I was really excited when I saw that. And when I saw that Taryn was in it, I was like, well, now I have to listen to it kind of thing. Like it was a non-option. And then there are a bunch of other people that we will revisit when the time comes and we get to their parts of the book. But I don't want to overload you with too many people that you don't need to remember right now. Yeah, I'll probably forget their names, to be honest. So I thought it was really cool with the book. Are you <laughs> doing yeah, your nails? I'm taking the nail polish off. this bitch literally just pulls nail polish remover out of the corner trying to be sly and just is like starts just rubbing her fingers you can't even see (laughs) my fingers they are underneath the camera (laughs) (laughs) so each sort of chapter of the book is called an episode with audible and they do like production like you know the title sequence for any tv show you watch they'll do like five minute clip and then they'll do this title sequence right right thing they did that with this which like okay works i guess (laughs) kind of reminds me that i'm on to another chapter (laughs) so for the first i'm gonna cover the first 
four chapters because I think those are the first four stories that go together. So we start with a museum curator who's kind of, you don't realize it until the end of the chapter, but it's just easier to say it now. Mm -hmm. He's writing his suicide note and he's talking about his conversation with this Lord Magus. Lord Magus needs this ancient artifact to perform this ritual, so to speak. And it's in the early 1900s, which... How early are we talking? Wait, so when I say 1900s, that's 1900s, right? Like BC or... No. So like, I always get confused when people are like, oh, the 19th century, but they're really talking about 1800s, like kind of like... Yeah. Okay. So a a rule of thumb. So say you want to talk about 1700s, that would be the 18th century. That doesn't make sense to me, but okay. Like I'm like... That's... I don't... I don't understand it either, but that's just like... That's just how it is. I don't understand it. Like, makes no sense to me why we would name it that way. But okay, well, that is that's how I learned it, at least. My dyslexic brain can't handle that. It's the 1900s. It's the 19th century. Jesus Christ. So this is the 20th century yeah. then. Okay, so it's the beginning of the 20th century. So it's like I want to say. Well, we'll get to that. So. Okay. No worries. So Lord Magus is the head of this organization, if you will. It's called. The Order of the Ancient Mysteries. Okay. Okay. So they need this artifact to perform a ritual. And it's just... Seems very cult-like. Yeah. Um, So they need this artifact to perform this ritual because he wants to summon death and trap it so he never ages or dies. What the fuck? That was my my first thought. That is like literally every single evil person's like agenda ever that or money true true so originally the museum curator was like no i'm not gonna do that and then (laughs) and then it's so this is happening like world war one ish and the museum curator's son dies in world war one so he eventually agrees to do it and gives him the artifact and they perform this ritual and this robed figure appears he ha- he's wearing a helmet. He has like this ruby around his neck and this bat, like this like little pouch. So they take all of his shit off him and they take him to this like crystal jail cell kind of. So like he can't use his powers, so to speak. And they figure out that it's not death, clearly. And so the Sandman is essentially captured in that moment. And I have it in my notes. It's 1916 is when he's captured. So, like, right at the start okay. of World War One. Oh, sick. Love that. He gives, like, this beautiful imagery of, like, dreams starting to deteriorate. He gives four examples of, like, four different people all over the world of, like, what's happening to them. Right. One girl falls asleep and never wakes up. One... The dream, honestly. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly. Just go to sleep and never wake up? Holy shit. shit, that is my dream. Come on. No more student loans, no more rent. Um, Isn't that, isn't that death? Do we need to talk, do we have to have a conversation offside, outside this? (laughs) Well, so then there's another little boy in Jamaica who doesn't sleep. Like he can never fall asleep. Also a move. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm already a little tipsy, so this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> I drank two margaritas before going to this recording. What the fuck? I only had one glass of wine. Catch up. 
Oh my, she literally, Francesca is chugging her wine. Holy, oh, dear listeners, she has done it. She has chugged the whole glass of wine. Don't test me, bitch. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I should have just brought my whole bottle up here. You should have. I don't, um, hello. I did. It's mine. I bought it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so they capture the Sandman and then there's another little girl who falls asleep but periodically wakes up. And she's like eight years old when she falls asleep. Sleep apnea. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so she falls asleep and periodically. Also relatable. Yeah, like mood. Me waking up in the middle of the night like four times because I think I have to pee, but I don't actually have to pee. <laughs> so she periodically wakes up and every time she wakes up, she still thinks that she's like eight years old. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. They keep him in this crystal palace jail cell and Lord Magus is like, what the fuck? And they can't figure out who he is. Like they don't know he's a Sandman. So the museum curator leaves this note committing suicide. And in the note, he connects the reason for his death to Lord Magus and like everything that's happened. He's like, my son's dead. I have no reason to live. When the police go to investigate, there's no note. Like it's in a, it's just been like lit on fire and it's like ash left. So there's nothing Damn. connecting Lord Magus to the museum curator's death, so he doesn't go to jail, kind of thing. Got it. So the sleep sni- sleep sickness is begins like taking over. So like every like there are all different types of things that happen to people that all are all like related to sleep kind of thing. I don't really remember. This was last week when I was <laughs> <laughs> So ten years later in nineteen twenty six, they find the Lord Magus's son, Alex, figures out that it's the Sandman based on his possessions that they took from him when they captured him. There's a schism in the order and Magus's second in command runs away with his mistress, Ethel. Scandalous. Yeah. So they run away to San Francisco together. Ooh. And he takes the ruby, the Sandman's ruby with him as kind of like collateral kind of deal. I don't. I don't know. So they perform a summoning spell themselves and they summon. You're going to love this. Oh boy, I'm so excited. They summon the Lord of Flies. <laughs> no! 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 No, I don't approve. Yeah, I just put it in parentheses L O L O L. They summon the Lord of Flies to get like protection against magus and the lord of flies is like you have nothing that i want can we address that his name sounds like maggots or morpheus i was more focused on magus well morpheus is the name of the sandman his like lord morpheus wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) should we just call him james mcavoy for the rest of this (laughs) oh boy that'd be preferable honestly (laughs) the lord of flies is like you have nothing i want you have nothing for me damn okay sis rewind um he doesn't just take the ruby he takes the helmet the second in command takes the sandman's helmet and the mistress steals the ruby when she's leaving so when he when they summon the lord of flies he offers him the helmet not the ruby so the lord of flies takes the helmet and is like smart all right here's a little amulet thing that will keep you protected and so on the other side of the ocean in england 
Lord Magus is, like, trying all these different fucking spells and, like, nothing's happening to the guy because he has, like, this protection. Uh-huh. And he's getting, like, really mad about it, too. Like, as he ages, because he's aging because they didn't trap death, he's just like, what the fuck? No, no, it's not working. And he's getting, like, real mad about it. He's getting real pressed. So eventually Ethel, she gets pregnant and she doesn't know who her baby daddy is. Oh, scandalous. Yeah. We love. We don't know if it's Magnus. Or the second in command. I forgot his name and I didn't write it down. So she runs away and takes the ruby with her. We love an independent woman. Yes. And she takes the protection necklace thing with her. So the second that he doesn't have it, all of the spells that Magnus, like, aimed at him, like, converge all at once. And he, like, (sighs) just dies. Yikes. The Order of the Ancient Mysteries is still, like, holding him captive 60 years later. That sucks. Magnus's son, Alex, is in charge, and he's the one that figured out that it was a Sandman. And we love him. He has a boyfriend. Oh, how cute. Who's, like, a little bit younger than him. And he kind of is, like, showing his boyfriend how to, like, run the Order and things like that, because he really doesn't give a fuck about it. Like, So this is Magnus's the... son. The first guy that ca- captured the Sandman. Right. The curator. Son. No. Okay. The curator's dead. The curator's son died in World War One. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Are you following now? Now I'm yeah. following, yes. So, um, they're still holding him captive. He's They're still holding James McAvoy in this crystal <laughs> prison. God damn it. Let James McAvoy out let him live rude we need (sighs) professor x let him live (laughs) damn it so 60 years later as i've said for the third time (laughs) um (laughs) again for the fourth time 60 years later 60 years that he's been in captivity captivity got it my nail polish color is called (laughs) take the espresso I said to I had to document that. It's so cute. <laughs> is it Essie? It is. It's a quick drying one. It's expressy. Yeah, I know because I stock I I stock Essie at work when I still had a job. <laughs> I think they're great. I love them. I want to be the person who names nail polish colors. It's so cute. <laughs> it's literally the cutest. <laughs> For the fifth time, Anyways. for the fifth time, it's been 60 years. <laughs> it's been 60 years. And the two guards that are guarding his prison cell fall asleep. Like, one of them falls asleep. He's like, I just need to get some shut-eye. That's lazy. Lazy work. Well, no, because for the past 60 years, half a century plus t- 10 years, the guards were never allowed to fall asleep around him after they figured out it was a Sandman. Because he could use his powers to get into their minds and then get himself free. Right. So one of the guards is like, I'm just going to take a quick fiver. Cover me. Idiot. And he's like, you're not supposed to do that. And he's like, shh. I'm just going to go take a nappy nap. So he falls asleep. (laughs) And he, the Sandman, regains his powers and escapes. He's very, very weak. But he escapes. We stand. And so around the world, people start to wake up. So the girl that fell asleep for 60 years is holy shit what is she fucking aurora over here is it now well she was i think she was aging as it was happening so she's in her 60s but okay this part's a trigger warning in her sleep she was raped 
by an attending uh, nurse. So she is literally Princess Aurora. Yeah. The original Princess this Aurora, is, not the Disney here. Princess Aurora. Be very clear I, about that. No, like the like fairy tale. Yeah. Um, and she has a kid while she's here. sleeping. Yeah, literally this is <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Um, and she wakes up and is like, where's my kid? Like, doesn't... How did she know she had a kid? What the fuck? Like, is she like vaguely remembers it, but like... She, like, asks Damn. about it because, obviously, the kid's not there. Right. Alex doesn't know that the Sandman escaped, so the guards, like, run to, like, tell him, and his nurse is like, oh, he's taking a nap. Let him be. Alex is taking his fiver, yep. and his nurse is like, leave him alone, and everyone's like, fuck. Shake my head. Rude. In his dream, he gets approached by the Sandman, and the Sandman's like, yo, you've been keeping me locked up for, like, a hot minute. You're gonna need to get the fuck out of here. It's revenge time, bitch. So, basically, he traps... I don't blame him. Yeah, honestly. Boys are stupid. We don't need them. No, we don't. Words to live by. <laughs> he gets basically stuck in this, like, living nightmare. And the Sandman's like, you're... I'm cursing you with eternal waking. Oh, Oh, man. So he, like, never, like, never sleeps again, but then it, like, it's, like, almost, like, a pans out, and he's still sleeping, and he's, like, stuck in this fucking nightmare. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, Inception, but worse. Yeah. (laughs) It took me a minute. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You really had to process that. (laughs) All of this, literally, this is just, like, the prelude to Inception, basically. He does it, but without the machine that Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio needs. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. The next chapter, he... Goes back to his plane, as they call it, like his reality plane, whatever you want to fucking call it. It's not Earth. And he takes... Got it. He takes refuge at Cain and Abel's house, his mansion. Like the Cain and Abel from like the Bible? You Like the Cain and Abel, yeah. Oh my gosh, did he get his autograph? <laughs> <laughs> Can you autograph my Bible, Cain and Abel? <laughs> We ha- you know we're gonna have to edit out each other laughing it's just gonna be our jokes and like kind of laughing but not like the extended laughing that we're doing <laughs> i'm just give me hold on one second i need to so, refill imagine just imagine walking up to kate and abel oh my god can i get your autograph <laughs> <laughs> so in the book in the book kane is portrayed as a very dominant and like kind of the douchebag of the two obviously he's the one that fucking killed his brother that's canon that's canon that's canon <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. but they portray abel as like huh, 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 like having like a stutter and just being like oh my god i'm sorry all about everything and like they, he makes a joke where he's like, please don't, he does, um, Abel does something and he looks at Kane and goes, please don't kill me again. <laughs> I was like, yo, what? Cannon. And then, um, Kane is like, no, I have a gift for you and gives him like this baby gargoyle. It's a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and, um, Abel is like, I'm going to name it. Something that doesn't start with a G. I forgot what the name was. But Kane is like... That doesn't start with a G? That doesn't start with a G. And Kane is like, what the fuck? Like, every gargoyle is named with a G. Like, his is fucking Gregory. (laughs) And it's Gregory that carries, like, the limp body of James McAvoy up to their mansion. (laughs) 
and just deposits him. Oh my gosh, what the fuck? All right, I'll go with it, I guess. The Sandman, like, summons the weird sisters. From Macbeth? From Sabrina, I think. From Harry Potter? No, (laughs) I don't think there are weird sisters in Harry Potter. Yeah, there is. There's a band called the Weird Sisters. Thank you very fucking much. You're right, there are. Thank you. Um, no, from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I think. Because that's DC, right? I don't know. I would not know. I only watched the TV show. Fair. Fair enough. Well, he summons them. It's a great TV show. Yeah, it was. It got canceled. you know that? Yeah, I do. It's a tragedy. Which one? The one with, uh, Melissa. Whatever the fuck her name is. Joan Hart? Yeah, her. Okay, no, I was talking about what's-her-face. Kieran Keenan, the Netflix series. The new one? Yeah, with Ross Lynch. Yeah, hottie. (gasps) It got canceled? What the fuck? I don't care if he played Jeffrey Dahmer. He's still really hot. (laughs) No, I agree. Fuck that. He's real hot. Yeah. So he summons them and is like... That's gonna all have to get cut out. What? That's all gonna have to get cut out. No, that's all staying in. (laughs) No! He summons the weird sisters and they're like, you've been gone for like a really long time. And he's like, I need help finding my three objects that give him his power kind of thing. And they're like, we'll each answer one question. And then after that, you can fuck off. Okay. Which is like the the attitude every woman should have towards a man in all situations. (laughs) True. True. Like you have one question and then you can fuck off. Anyway, so he asks (laughs) the sisters, like he goes, where's my sand who has my sandbag and they go john constantine and he's this is the first sister and he goes where is he and she's like uh-uh, you only get one fucking question <laughs> oh boy each sister tells him who has each item so john constantine has the sandbag the helmet was originally with the demon that the guy made the deal with right and then got repossessed by the justice league oh what the fuck <laughs> what and then what? the ruby is with what? someone's oh son. Was he Aquaman? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> then it kind of switches off to Ethel, the mistress. And she... Ethel? Ethel, the mistress that had the baby but didn't know who the daddy is. That's a horrible name. So she, this is obviously, again, 60 years later. So she's 90 years old. Okay, work. Yeah, good for her. She goes... To Gotham City to visit her son oh my Lord. in Arkham Asylum. <sighs> okay. And her son is Dr. Destiny. All right, then. If you say so. <laughs> she goes and visits him and sets him off because he's obviously in a mental institution for the criminally insane. And then she dips. So then Sandman is, like, lying in one of the guest rooms at Cain and Abel's mansion. And he's like, I need some something with my substance in it like do you have anything with like that i touched or anything like that and abel immediately perks up and goes we have these letters from you that sounds sexual (laughs) well okay (laughs) all right then (laughs) (laughs) don't like that (laughs) we do not like that abel immediately is like we have these letters from you and kane is like shut the fuck up don't tell him (laughs) We want to stay, like, that. he wants to stay in power. And Abel's like, let's help him take over the realm again that we've been running since he left. So he takes the letters and literally just, like, inhales them to get his, like, essence out of them and to get, like, stronger again so that he can go start hunting down his, like, three objects. Got it. Right. Then it moves on 
to he goes looking for John Constantine, who is voiced by the beloved, in my opinion, beloved. I love him. Taron Edgerton. Oh my gosh, we love. We love his accent. We love his face. We love him. <laughs> we love everything about him. Him. Everything about him. So we meet him and he just like I can't express to you what a great just actor he is. The voice acting was great. Just like you're not going to hear me say a bad word about that guy. Like he goes to like a pub and gets like a co- it's like the middle of the day. He gets a coffee and like a bagel. Or like no, he gets a coffee and a cheeseburger because I was like what the fuck kind of combination is that? But okay. All right then. The Sandman appears and it was like, I know you have my sandbag. Where is it? He's like, oh, that's in storage. Let's go get that. And they go to storage and realize that it's not there. It's storage? What the fuck? Literally in a storage unit. Like, so then they get there and they realize it's not there. All right then. He's like, oh shit, my ex has it. And he's, and the Sandman's like, what? (laughs) And his drug. (laughs) That's what my reaction would be. So he's like, yeah, my ex with a really bad drug habit. Yeah, she's the one that has it. So they go to the pub owner and ask him for a ride to his ex's house. What the fuck? And they get there and the pouch was opened and her dad is dead. What the fuck? Because she opened the pouch, like these little things came out of it. I don't even know how to describe it. But they're like, she's ours. And the Sandman was like, you work for me. Get out of here. And they're like, okay. And they just dip. What the fuck? So then they go into the room and she's like literally like almost like snorting this shit. Like she's just doing it and then having like really awesome dreams. What the fuck? Like just take a fucking NyQuil. Why do you need to snort sand? Like I don't get it. John is like, is there anything you can do? And he's like, she's literally surviving on the sand. The second you take the sand away, she's gonna die. John was like, can you at least give her a peaceful death? So like John leaves and the Sandman like touches her forehead and like lets her drift off and to death and then the chapter ends with taryn singing mr sandman shut up no way i'm like mumbling <gasps> i was like oh my god i just need this on a loop insert clip here i was kidding <laughs> we wish we had those royalties next now that he has a sandbag he takes a trip to hell where he runs into michael sheen so he finds out which demon has his helmet and it's like an underling of the Lord of Flies. I don't know, but they have like a battle of wits where they're like, I am a deer running through the forest. And then the Sandman's like, I'm a hunter. I'm going to kill you. And they go back and forth like that. It's really dumb. Yeah. And then the Sandman wins by saying he he's hope. And that's like something that none of them have in hell is hope. <laughs> okay. Roast them. <laughs> Damn. Like, I mean, that's fair. Like, who has hope when you're in hell? Like, there's no hope. I guess that is true. Lucifer tries to trap the Sandman, but the Sandman is more powerful now that he has his helmet. Untrappable. So then as, like, the chapter pans out, Lucifer, who's, like, just, like, talks to the air like every bad villain. Oh, no. Plans, just, like, plans to destroy him as he leaves. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it was extra as fuck. Come on. Now, Dr. Destiny, who was Ethel the Mistress's son, right that's like his evil villain name that's a horrible even evil villain name horrible oh it gets better oh no he told his mom what he wanted to do what the fuck and she's like you have to change your name i don't want you to be associated with (laughs) (laughs) so he's like all right and i was like honestly fair 
I would do the same thing. Like real talk. If my kid wanted to be an evil villain, I wouldn't try to stop them. Just change your name. That's all you got to do. Don't use my last name. Thanks, punk. Yeah, I don't want your... When someone Googles our name for the first four articles to be about you trying to take over the world and then my website for my business to be the fourth one. (laughs) Mood. So John D is his real name, which is what we'll call him for the sake of consistency and making my life easier. Right. He's in Arkham and he finds out that his mom is dead because she's fucking like a hundred. So obviously he's given the ruby that was the Sandman's from her jacket that she died in. Okay. You find out that John D had created this device that creates realities from dreams. Right. So it's all powered by the ruby and it will take like your worst nightmare and make it real kind of thing. He escapes from Arkham. He plans to use the ruby to drive the world crazy and become king. So he's butt ass naked. Preface. He is butt ass naked and runs out into the street and stops a car and gets in and is like drive and the woman's like what the fuck and he's like i need you to go to upstate new york or upstate gotham that's what they called it but it's upstate new york let's be real yep. you're western new york it's still upstate thank, thank you. you drink I, i'll drink to that drink to that you and your empty glass <laughs> there's still some in the bottom so he tells this woman to drive and the woman's like you need a coat like you cold that's a weird question but all right he was naked oh yeah i forgot <laughs> already she's like my husband's coat is in the back and then she tells him my husband's a mafia hitman and he'll hunt you down and kill you if you try to kill me bruh okay all right go off sis so they're driving to upstate gotham <laughs> quote unquote gotham i got conf- i got confused because they said driving to upstate gotham and then they mentioned delaware so i'm not really sure they were either driving to upstate gotham or delaware <laughs> What the fuck? Delaware is the opposite direction. Well, we don't know that. Gotham is a fucking random state. Gotham could be the size of fucking Pennsylvania, New York, and New Hampshire altogether. We don't know. Don't like that. He, like, becomes friendly with her. All right. Whatever. So then it deviates to the Sandman going to the Justice League. Bro, what? So I was wrong. DC people are mentioned in this part of the book. Um, And he's like, where's my ruby? He goes to Aquaman specifically. <laughs> Jason Momoa, Samoa, whatever, help us out. He's like, fuck Superman. I w- Give me Aquaman. Aquaman, but not Amber Heard. Anyway, so he goes to the Justice League. Yeah, to find out where it is. For real, they're like, we were keeping it on the satellite and then the satellite got destroyed, but some of the stuff went into archives, aka his ruby went into storage. <laughs> That's awesome. Refilling my glass, don't mind me. So he finds out that it's in this like storage unit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Dr. Destiny, John D, is like, I don't know how he knows where the ruby is. Even though I've said, even though I said before he got it from his mom's coat. Okay. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's right because he's also going to the container. I'm literally calling it a container unit. A fucking container unit to get this very priceless ruby. So they're both like, it's like a race against the clock. Who's going to get there first kind of thing. Ooh. So they get there and John D was like talking to the woman and he goes, is your right husband really a, hit, a mafia hitman? She goes, no, he's an eighth grade science teacher. And he's like, good. I wouldn't have felt bad about this anyway. And fucking murder, murks her, like just shoots her. And I was just like, what the? What the fuck? That was my reaction. I was like, what the fuck? 
That was unnecessary. Unnecessary bloodshed. That is rude, sir. So we find out that John D is looking for it because he manipulated it and changed the way that the ruby is powered. So it powers his machine to bring nightmares to life. All right. Crazy. And so the Sandman finds the ruby and is like shocked and very confused as to what the fuck it is. (laughs) Because... It's not his, like, it's his ruby, but it's not anymore. And he becomes unconscious. Did you mess up your nails? Yeah, a little bit, but not that bad. Okay, but you did it yourself. It's not like you paid $15 and then fucked it up. Like, True. John D. arrives at the warehouse and gets the ruby, sees the Sandman lying on the floor unconscious, and is like, peace, and just dips. (laughs) Peace. Bye. So chapter six, it's just very disgusting and very dark. And a very trigger warning, very triggering for people. I'm not going to go into detail about what happens in chapter six. I was going to say thank you. You're welcome. Honestly, they could have done without chapter six. Like, it really didn't have to happen. So basically, John D goes into this 24-hour diner and he sits in the back in this oversized coat and nothing under it because he's a fucking the neighborhood creep. All right, pervert. He has like five people. There are five people like in the diner already. And he has a ruby and he's like controlling everything. So everybody stays in the diner. It goes hour by hour of how long he's in the diner of him just torturing these people. And he starts the device. So like the world is like going to chaos. Everybody's nightmares are coming true. Don't like that. I understand why he did it in the sense that it showed a condensed version of what was happening outside the diner kind of thing. Right. You see like these people start to go crazy and all these things happen. And by the end of the 24 hours, the waitress is dead she decapitated herself (gasps) the trucker had first nailed his hands into the tape like the countertop and cut off his arm he bled out how gross another girl put two ice picks like in her eyes and that did it and then a married couple died and at the end of all of this morpheus or or the sandman wakes up and goes into the diner and is like you have to give me the ruby the ruby is sucking out my power and that's why like he fell unconscious because the ruby was like taking his power from him and so he's like you can't you can't control this like you have to set this right right john d is like (laughs) nope (laughs) we saw that coming come on this is my dream it's not your dream dad it's mine the Sandman propositions John D to a fight for the ruby. Oh my gosh. A duel? Come on. A duel over a jewel. <laughs> That's a good one. So he propositions him to a duel and then disappears into the dream realm. And. <sighs> oh my gosh. John D is like, follow him. And like, almost is like a flu powder and just like the ruby like cracks open. Oh my god. And like follows him in and he walks into the, like the dream realm and it's like Greek Caesar time and like they're all like yelling hail Caesar and like all of this shit and he has a ruby. John D and him like go out go back and forth and the Sandman is like this is my house now bitch like we are in my realm. <laughs> he kills the Sandman. John D does? Yeah. And then Okay. With like his power He's like, I don't need this ruby. And he breaks it. Is he dumb? Yeah. But by breaking it, he releases all of the Sandman's energy back no. into the universe, giving him all of this power back. And the way that the ruby was formed was from the Sandman's own essence, like eons before. So when he broke it, right. he gave the Sandman back all of his power that was also in the ruby, not just what had just died. Right. 
the Sandman comes back and is like, um, John D looks up and he realizes he's in the fucking palm of the Sandman. He's like, you fucked up, bitch. (laughs) And instead of crushing him in his palm, like he should have, like the little bug that the guy was, he fucking puts him back in the mental institution, like the fucking crazy asylum. Oh my gosh. Where it all started. Rude. Rude. Just fucking, you should have just, and dipped. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that is where our story ends for now. For now. The Sandman winning two duels like a champ. Thanks, James McAvoy. I don't know if he's Irish, Scottish, or British, but one of them, we love our UK men. (laughs) Because Michael Sheen, James McAvoy, and Taron Egerton are all from the UK. And so is Taylor Swift's boyfriend, so you kind of got to love them. It's true. It's true. I can't argue with that logic. I really can't. And so is Niall Horan and Harry Styles, so it's like... And David Tennant. We love David Tennant. He's like, if I could have, like, anyone as my dad, I'd pick David Tennant. He's so nice. He just seems so nice. Yeah, and if I could pick anyone to be my grandma, it'd be Julie Andrews. Uh, I would pick Maggie Smith. That's a good one, too. Love that one. Although my grandmother is quite fantastic. I don't have any, so I can't really... <laughs> Not anymore. I'm sorry. I love you, Grandma. I have a step. I have a step grandmother and a grandmother, so I've got two to pick for my guests. <sighs> Must be nice. Can't relate. <laughs> but Maggie Smith, she seems yeah, pretty nice. So we love. Um, excuse me. It's Dame Maggie Smith. Dame Maggie Smith. Fuck out of here. She's my grandmother. I don't have to call her Dame. I honestly, if I was a Dame, I would make my everybody call me. <laughs> Of course you would. If you had a doctorate, you would make everyone call you doctor. I was looking at getting my doctorate. Don't tell my parents. Do you know how much money that is? I don't want to think about that. That's why I have wine. You haven't even finished your master's yet. Fuck off. You just finished yours. (laughs) Anyway, next week we'll reveal who our celebrity grandpas will be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my god, that was good. Mine's John Hurt. Bitch, that's for next week. Because uh, I have to have <laughs> time to out. think about it. <laughs> I have the time. I've already thought about I've it. I've only ever him. thought about who my celebrity grandma would be. No, it's Clint Eastwood. I mean, Scott Eastwood's really hot, but he seems short. Scott Eastwood? Ooh. When he did the music video with Taylor Swift, I about died. Um, I saw The Longest Ride in theaters and cried like a fucking baby, so. I don't think I've seen that one. Don't. It's not worth it. <laughs> Oh, okay. I just, I keep thinking about the time that Scott Eastwood performed with Taylor Swift on her 1989 tour, and Taylor Swift forgot all about her boyfriend at the time, and it was pretty hot, so I can't blame her. What's her boyfriend's name? Joe? It wasn't Joe. It was, it was the other one. Who the fuck knows? Carbon monoxide. That's what I call him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this was... Calcium hairball. This episode was so much chaotic energy. I can't deal with it. I forget their names now, T. <laughs> Who was it? At, before John, it was Joe. Calvin Harris. Oh, Calvin Harris. He's really hot, though, so. No, he's a dickhead. I'll never forget him. Yeah, and then before Calvin, it was T. Hiddleston. No, T. Hiddleston was after Calvin. I don't fucking know. Calvin, it was John. No, it was uh, Connor Kennedy, I think, before Oh, did you see Robert Kennedy? No, it was Harry Styles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Connor Kennedy? Genuinely, I'm sorry, Harry Styles. (laughs) 
you're way better than Connor Kennedy. Well, did you see Robert Kennedy posted for Connor's birthday a picture of him getting arrested? No! Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Anyway, love. anyway, this has been the very chaotic episode. We were both actually drunk for this one, and I think this needs to be like a weekly thing where we both... I think so. I think so. I just have to have like two rums before we record. Do two shots and then just jump right in. Oh my, yeah. Do two short shots, wait like five minutes because it's got to kick yeah, in so a little. Yeah, so we'll just talk before we start recording. <laughs> right, exactly. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at HBICheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? Yeah, and follow me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13. <laughs> Fucking Goodreads! <laughs> Goodreads is a superior social media site, Francesca. I don't understand. <laughs> It's the best. (laughs) And that is all for this chaotic episode. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you for the next one. Yeah, bye.